0: Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. Regarding the massacre in Texas committed at Sutherland Springs First Baptist Church, committed by a destroyer. Named Devon Patrick Kelly. Devon, you might think uh, akin to devil, is more appropriate. It has, of course, given the great world planners and their minions here in this nation fodder to promote their agenda, their tactics to bring about the fulfillment of their agenda. And the tactics include disarming the public. And this is more important in the United States of America than anywhere else for a number of reasons. One is that the United States of America, despite all of the poor to bad presidents, to evil presidents, that this nation has suffered. And despite the plethora of hack politicians who, if they are not explicitly pursuing evil agenda, willingly participate in such things in order to further their own ends. Am I saying that all politicians are of that stripe? No. Are cut out of that cloth? No. But a very great many are. And so that would break down between the true believers, the true believers in destroying the United States of America, in enslaving the United States of America, as compared to the hirelings... Who are in essence bribed to sell their votes, sell their support, and what have you, whatever will bring goodies their way. The United States of America, the citizenry, is apparently more armed. Than the citizenry in any other major nation or developed nation. And why it's important to disarm the citizenry, as was done in Great Britain, Australia, and so forth. Why that is so vitally important. Why that is a major agenda item or initiative of the socialist, communist, fascist planners and their operatives is because the United States of America, despite everything, has in essence propped up the Western world It has prevented communism, fascism from achieving hegemony or worldwide enslavement heretofore. That being said, the United States of America, in terms of the government rule of this nation, continues to worsen day by day, by month by month, by season by season, by year by year, by decade by decade. This terrible, monstrous, evil, sadistic, torturous, murderous attack against this church family in Sutherland Springs, Texas, was committed by a destroyer. He has been labeled various things, that he was mentally ill because he was in a mental so-called hospital, which he escaped from at one point in time. What I found interesting was to read a high-ranking psychiatrist referring to the fact that his supposedly having mental illness should not have been, and that should not be, a principal item that is viewed as prohibitive to having firearms, but rather his history of violence. I thought that was fascinating, but my take on that of what the psychiatrist was saying, and I have an exceedingly low opinion of psychiatry and psychology and sociology and anthropology and so forth. But my take on what he was saying, I believe what was underlying that, was that there are many people who have done something in the way of visiting psychologists, psychiatrists, and what have you, and that they should not be painted with this broad brush to say that all of these people are therefore mentally ill and therefore all of those people should be prohibited from owning firearms. I believe that's what he's saying. Okay, What he's saying is in, clearly, on the surface, and this is not just superficial, but his words are that those who have committed violence grievous violence repeatedly and attempted to commit such violence, they should be prevented from firearm ownership. Now, this fellow, Devil Kelly, had committed many such acts, and he had attempted others. The evils that he have committed, I'm sure you have heard on many programs everything from beating a puppy viciously to cracking the skull of his infant stepson, one-year-old, to choking that child's mother, attempting to strangle her, minor detail, and attempting to commit mass murder at an Air Force base after smuggling weapons onto the base to commit such attack. He was dishonorably discharged, and yet his dishonorable discharge was downgraded to a bad discharge. And somehow or other, amazingly enough, the genius of bureaucracy, he fell through the cracks, and he was not listed as a dangerous, violent individual in federal databases and so forth, and he was permitted to purchase firearms repeatedly. But there were many other things, too. Death threats, his fascination with mass murder, which... He posted on social media and his engaging in rapid fire, call it what you will, practice prior to committing this grievous attack. Now, if you're familiar with firearm fire, everything from Twenty twos, all the way up to fifty caliber, handguns, all the way through rifles and shotguns. You know that rifles make a great deal of noise compared to handguns. The higher caliber, the more noise. And some way or other, this failed to draw attention. (laughs) And all of his hatred that was focused here, there, and the other place, but most recently on in-laws, Somehow or other, that didn't manage to trip any alerts. None of it. Amazingly enough. But what we need is we need more laws. More laws for the bureaucrats to administer. Because, after all, that's the answer. The fact that he was able to do what he did, in spite of breaking law after law after law, That has no bearing. We need more laws. You know, I don't believe that the overwhelming majority of people in this nation understand, realize, comprehend that there is this constituency, which I know is evil, but they've got plenty of flunkies and such as well, plenty of dupes who further their ends, but the core constituency, the leadership and the core constituency is evil and is dedicated to destroying this nation, that they are in a perpetual war room. Just as Hillary Rodham Clinton was in her days at the White House, she ruled and reigned the war room for those eight years as she undoubtedly did down in Arkansas previously and as she has since then on her own separate behalf. But she was in charge of the war room. Well, there is this war room. It doesn't have to be a bunker somewhere. This can be a penthouse suite at the top of the United Nations or at the top of the chrysler building or at the top of the former world trade center it can be anywhere but it can be something far different from a bunker okay it could be on a south sea island and it is undoubtedly again in many different locations that are linked by a private intranet and a very sophisticated, extremely cutting-edge, sophisticated communication system. All of the leadership, they don't have to be in one place. They don't have to be at a Bilderberger meeting. But they're operatives. The leadership, they put out the great plans the master strategies, but they're operatives. They have at the ready, at least on a daily and nightly basis, if not 24-7, they have operatives ready at a moment's notice to seize the day Or diem, to seize the day, seize the moment, seize the opportunity. Every monstrous tragedy, every monstrous terrorist attack, every monstrous, murderous, heinous mass attack, they are ready and able at a moment's notice to exploit those events to maximum effect, to further their agenda, to disarm the citizenry of this nation, to enable the enslavement of this nation. Enslavement of the United States of America takes place in more ways than one, to put it mildly. There has been the societal, cultural war that has been being waged for more than a century. But there is the political aspect of that, which includes the judicial. They are not separate. These are separate bodies. These are separate components of the government. But they are not separate from politics. The judiciary, the Supreme Court of the United States of America, the Supreme Courts of the 50 states, the superior courts, the federal courts... All of those federal lifetime appointed judges, and all of the other, the lesser ones, to imagine that they are divorced from politics is to imagine, is just to be naive and gullible. And there is this continual, concerted, orchestrated attempt which has succeeded fabulously to the detriment of this nation for, lo, these so many decades, again, going back more than a century, well more than a century. And they just keep gaining momentum. And the more... They succeed in their evil ends, the more brazen and blatant and flagrant their demands and their boastings. This destroyer who committed this monstrous, heinous crime against the family, the church family at First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, Texas. He hunted down and slaughtered babies, young children, children, young people, mothers, fathers, repeatedly shooting kindergarten children, kindergarten age children, Repeatedly shooting them. I mean, this attack was akin to the attack by the neo-Nazi in Norway on that island where these young people were having a camp. And he made his way to that island and he slaughtered multitudes. And Norway's on the verge of releasing him if they haven't already. Because after all, it's wrong, it's wrong to execute a monstrous, heinous mass murderer. That just is so wrong. And it's wrong to even keep him incarcerated for any, you know, length of time such as life, which, again, life terms are invariably commuted (laughs) one way or another, intentionally or accidentally. Again, via bureaucratic failures. But it's akin to the monstrous, heinous mass murder attacks that have taken place elsewhere, such as I can't recall if it was Japan or South Korea, but this monster who was armed with samurai swords and who slaughtered these children, these young children and teachers at a, the equivalent over there of a grade school. And the list goes on and on and on. What do these attacks have in common? These individuals and groups of individuals that commit these attacks are heinous, monstrous, murderous, satanic destroyers, as was the case in the New York terror attack so recently, committed by an Islamist terrorist here in the United States of America, courtesy of that wonderfully wise, well-thought-out, diversity visa program, lottery program. Just an absolute abomination that such unspeakably bad, fatally flawed, and I'm being incredibly diplomatic here, Programs, initiatives, just an absolute monstrosity of legislation that now dear old Charles Schumer, you know, wants to distance himself from and say he's not responsible for that, you know, and all of his cronies that were directly responsible for it. But they weren't the only ones. There were all kinds that were involved in bringing that into existence. Very disgracefully, Murderer's Row, again, this wasn't brought into existence by the efforts of one vile, lewd, profane individual such as Chuck Schumer, nudist Chuck Schumer, and so on and so forth. No. It was brought into existence by reaching across both sides of the aisle and bringing a bipartisan measure to the floor. Getting support from here and from there from Democrats and Republicans. From moderates and progressives. From corporatist Politicians. Was Schumer responsible for it? Yes. But so were all of the others. And they all deserve blame for it. And blood is on all of their hands and all of their heads. But this particular Islamist terrorist, shockingly enough, is proud of what he did, is glad of what he did, thinks he did a great thing, and so on and so forth. And after murdering all of these people, he was wounded. And then, of course, rushed to medical care to preserve his life. And I saw one fool thing, some police there saying they lit him up. No, they didn't. They didn't light him up. He didn't die. They shot him in the abdomen. They shot him somewhere else, maybe in a leg, something like that. But he was not gravely wounded. Now, an abdominal wound can be fatal and can be fatal very quickly. You know, He hits an artery, nicks an artery. Case that I mentioned previously of Spider Savage, <laughs> Olympic skier, professional skier, Fellow who wooed away Andy Williams' wife, Claudine Longer. She shot him with a lowly, little 22-caliber pistol, one shot in the abdomen. He bled to death very quickly. So it can be fatal. But they lit him up, they said. Well, if that's lighting somebody up. I just couldn't believe what they said. It was just so, I I don't know. I was something less than impressed by how they took credit for that, how they boasted of that, in essence. He should have been cut down. But no, he wasn't. And, of course, the president has said that he should receive capital punishment. Duh. You really think so, Mr. President? (laughs) You know, he murdered eight people, have died so far, maybe more by now. Thirteen seriously to gravely injured. Of course, don't you love it when they give numbers like that, and they always include the destroyer, the monster, along with them, huh? So make that 12. And this fellow who was trying to do this grave, evil thing to the the great Satan, the United States of America, that they refer to as the great Satan, which is so ironic since they serve Satan, since they worship Satan, Allah, pseudonym for Satan. But lo and behold, at least six of those that he succeeded in murdering were tourists from Argentina, that's right. And children. Great work. <laughs> and ISIS is so proud of him. Boy, this great soldier of ours, you know. Every filthy, cowardly, terrorist murderer is a soldier of theirs. Great, valiant soldier. And if he had died, oh, he would be a famous martyr, even though martyrdom, is when a person is murdered because of their refusal to recant their faith in Christ. But you find this with every false religion and every cult, is that they pervert the terminology of Christianity. The same way that these world planners pervert the language that is the fabric of society. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. In case you missed the introduction, that is who I am, Brad Thomas, and I take responsibility for this program, its contents, even though whatever you hear that is good, that is praiseworthy, that is true, is thanks to God. Whatever is lacking and is inferior and is less than stellar, that's on me. The fabric of society... There would be no fabric of society absent Christianity. Contrary to what the major media elites who slavishly serve the interests of the great world planners, contrary to what they would have us believe, contrary to what they incessantly communicate, This nation, the Western world, and thus the entire world exists this day because of Christianity. Now, this destroyer in Sutherland Springs, Texas, hated God and hated Christians. Well, he has that in common with his Islamist terrorist in New York City. Hates the true God, hates Christians, hates Jews, and is hell-bent on destroying them, as was his idol, Muhammad, the ultimate false prophet, who committed monstrous, heinous, bloody crimes throughout his life, and whom... Islam worships, along with worshiping Allah, they worship Muhammad. And to state anything that is less than worshipful concerning Muhammad will get you a fatwa, will get you a death sentence. Destroyers, what they have in common, contrary to, again, what the media and public education and high and mighty private education and so forth would have you believe, contrary to what the great academicians would have you believe, contrary to what the apostate church would have you believe. Destroyers have certain things in common, whether they are the lowliest murderous thug all the way up to the likes of Joseph Stalin, which was a pseudonym, and Adolf Hitler, and the most successful of all time, Margaret Sanger, and, of course, Mao Zedong, Mao Zedong, and all the rest. What they have in common is they hate God, they abhor God, they despise God with an unquenchable hatred. And that hatred of God is hatred of Christ Jesus as well. And of Christianity and of Jewry. And yet you will find destroyers who are of Jewish lineage. And Jesus referred to them As the synagogue of Satan. He wasn't using poetic license there. The point is, they worship Satan. The evil ones will keep on promoting monstrous acts like this. Yes, they don't just report on them. They promote them. They glamorize them. They give all kinds of undue attention to the monstrous destroyers. And these destroyers, they just love that. They live for that. They die for that, for that. Adulation. They happen to believe that any press is good press. The reason that this devil Kelly was stopped is because there were a couple people who were able to employ the use of firearms. Now, with regard to this particular attack, because I'll get off onto the other things in another program, but with regard to this particular evil, monstrous, hellish attack against the people of First Baptist Church, Sutherland Springs, Texas, I'm going to bring something that might be considered anecdotal, into it, but it happens to be first person. It's from me, okay? And that is, once upon a time, some years back, I believed the same way I do now, except I didn't believe that I should have a firearm. The reason I didn't believe I should have a firearm is because I'm an ordained minister and, you know, there are people who won't take self-defense training because they think that that is a contradiction of faith. I've encountered this with many women young women so forth that i have recommended self defense courses to such as the rad courses rad being an acronym standing for rape aggression defense and i get pushback from some where from some who are christians and who think that that's contrary to faith in god contrary to faith in christ contrary to prayer and it's not It's preparation, but I understand them thinking that's trusting in the flesh of the arm. I get that, because I happen to feel that way, you know, for so much of my life, concerning myself, not concerning others, but concerning myself. And when I say I'm an ordained minister, I have been for ages, but I don't have a congregation because I don't have a church facility to use. And if I did have, I would use it on a nightly basis, but shan't get into that here. But suffice to say that I didn't believe it was appropriate for me to have a firearm. And that changed. I might add, with regard to when I recommend, just to digress, when I recommend self-defense courses to women, I'm always recommending something else. I'm recommending books of wonderful, true Christian testimonies, true stories, remarkable accounts. I believe in miracles. God can do it again. Nothing is impossible with God. All compilations collected by the late, great Catherine Kuhlman. And not... Should not be associated with some hireling ministers who some associate with those. But anyway, they are amazing, wonderful, true testimonies. I recommend them to you. But I do encounter resistance to recommending those books. I have now for more than 30 years with regard to those books. I only started recommending self defense courses a half dozen years ago. But I recommend them to, you know, not simultaneously, but in the same communication with a given person, strangers across the country, mostly women, mostly young women or women. But I do also encounter something frequently from young women and many of them they just dismiss the idea that there is danger out there lurking here in the United States of America they dismiss the idea that they could be in danger and some of them foolishly just you know just can't believe that any bad things happen and others just can't believe anything bad could happen to them and others think that by, and I. this is my take on it, they think that by denying it, being in complete denial of it, refusing to consider that, that then they are somehow protected from it. Which is curious, but I understand not wanting to focus on unhappy things, not wanting to focus on unpleasant things. I completely understand that. And when it comes to entertainment, if it isn't entertaining, it's not entertainment for me and I won't waste my time on it. But if I'm viewing a movie or a TV movie, I want it to be something that I view as being actually factually entertaining enjoyable and more on that on another program but destroyers have these things in common they hate God they hate Christ they hate Christians they hate Jews they hate the good The Lord Jesus said, the evil hate the good and seek to destroy them. They hate the good and seek to destroy them. And you'll find this when you read some stories, you read some news accounts, I should say, regarding this girl or this young woman or this young mother who has disappeared, who has been attacked, who's been kidnapped, raped, and murdered, who's been kidnapped and, you know, won't be seen again for X amount of time until her body is found. In the case of this one in a septic tank, in the case of Holly Lynn Bobo, I don't know where they found her bones, this precious, beautiful, wonderful young woman who was kidnapped out of her home, out of her parents' home where she lived Outside, uh, an hour outside of Memphis, Tennessee. And there are so many of these attacks that take place, frankly, on a daily basis in the United States of America, all across the country. There's no place that is insulated from these attacks, there's no place that is immune from them. There are things that we people can do to prevent them. And they are focused on girls, young women, and young mothers. These particular attacks. Kidnap, rape, murder. Rape, murder. Kidnap, rape, sexual trafficking. Kidnap, rape, sex slave, enslavement. Whenever you hear the lies from the major media that looks has nothing to do with what women are targeted. Looks has nothing to do with it. Age has nothing to do with it. They will take one example, one out of 100,000, and they'll say, see, she was 80 years old. Or "See, she was 250 pounds, or whatever the case might be. But the vast, overwhelming majority, not of those who are raped, but of those who are kidnapped and raped, The overwhelming majority, like 99.99999%, are either little girls, usually from 10 years of age up, but it does go lower, on up to women in their 30s, low 30s. If they are very youthful looking, on up to 40, 40s. But the overwhelming majority, And some of them are mothers with their children with them. Or women who are great with child, who are preyed upon. The sweeter they are, the kinder they are, the nicer they are, the friendlier they are, the more open they are, the more innocent they are, the more they look for the good in everybody. The more trusting they are, the more jeopardy they're in. Because those attributes attract destroyers bent on destroying. They seek to destroy the good. The evil hate the good and seek to destroy them. They typically do not target a woman who looks like she's spent half of her life in prison, who has tattoos from one end to the other, And these kinds of piercings and this kind of stuff and is bedecked with chains and what have you and weighs 200 pounds and looks like she might actually be able to not just protect herself from a destroyer, but destroy the destroyer. You know, one who looks like she may be a destroyer herself. Now, that's not to say that a pretty young thing couldn't be a destroyer. But normally, those aren't the ones that are targeted. The media would have us believe that the typical lesbian is a beautiful, sophisticated woman. You know, like a Melania Trump. That's kind of the stereotypical lesbian provided to us by the major media. But that's not the typical lesbian. Okay? No. Instead, think of Rosie O'Donnell or Ellen DeGeneres, degenerate, degenerate, and such, okay, as your typical lesbian. Oh, yes, they will have some vile, lewd playmates who, thanks to courtesy of this nation's perverted judicial judiciary i was going to say judicial system they have been supposedly married to <laughs> and, and these these vile women calling themselves calling one another their wife is just profoundly oh my word it's like these profane Sodomite males referring to the, each other as their husband. It is it is beyond abomination. But what's worse than that is little children being indoctrinated to believe that that is accurate and that that is natural and normal and honorable and requires our respect. What a nation we've become. Veterans Day is in a couple days. I don't know when this program will air, but Veterans Day is in a couple days. And the military is a microcosm of the nation. And some aspects of the military are disproportionately Overrepresented, and some are disproportionately underrepresented. But the corruption, the perversion, the subversion that has infected the military is the same that pervades the nation and that will prevent the military from being able to defend the nation. But these evil destroyers, they have this in common. They hate the good. They seek to destroy them. They receive pleasure, delight, satisfaction, gratification from destroying the good. Slaughtering, raping, brutalizing, torturing, enslaving trafficking, maiming, mutilating, murdering the good. And you can refer to those destroyers as mentally ill, if you care to. You can imagine that that's what they are, you know. <laughs> okay, But they're not. The Lord God never referred to them as crazy, never referred to them as lunatics, never referred to them as possessed with devils. They were simply evil. They're destroyers. They hate the good and seek to destroy them. I remember once upon a time I was in a, and here I'm forgetting about my first person account, but once upon a time I was in a grocery store. And have you ever had that feeling where you sense that somebody is looking at you? And so I turned, and I saw this fellow staring at me, glazed stare at me. He wasn't, it's not like he was on some drugs or something, but it was just a glare, if looks could kill, you know? Complete stranger. Complete, total stranger. Now, mind you, I was probably talking to somebody, I had probably just recommended I Believe in Miracles to somebody, okay? I was probably in the act of that at the time, but so then there would be some reference point there for the hatred, but I'm not sure that was the case. But anyway, back to my first-person story, which I really don't have time to tell, but here, with regard to the Sutherland Springs mass murder, the pastor of First Baptist Church has now said that the services will not restart at that church they may turn it into a museum uh, a, a not a museum pardon me a sanctuary of different sorts commemorating the people who died there so forth and were gravely wounded i saw about another pastor down there who said that he's going to be armed from now on and there will always be at least three in the church that are armed and that's for a tiny little church okay very small group of people which they made it clear that that's what it was Well, once upon a time, again, I, uh, some years ago, was diagnosed as having stage four cancer. I'd never been so weak in my life. And I heard from a friend of family member about that, that he actually carried concealed. And I was really surprised at that. But anyway, he recommended a, a course, a safe handgun handling course. And I took that. And then I went on and I took a concealed carry course. But that was how I found out about the women's self-defense courses in the first place, was by the instructor of that course. And then I did some research and I started recommending courses. But the thing is, that's when I first got a firearm and did some practice, call it what you will. But some, they can call it training, but... You know in order to be able to use the gun accurately because i didn 't want to be carrying one that i couldn 't use accurately, and the reason I was carrying it was not for self defense it was to be able to defend others. If I saw a young woman, a young mother, a woman being kidnapped, being attacked or being kidnapped, I wanted to be able to do something about it, and I simply wasn 't able to physically so but then and so I had a concealed carry permit, and then I traveled, I moved, relocated from Maine to Southern California for health reasons, and I applied for a concealed carry permit, and I was told not to there at the sheriff's office not to do so because I wouldn't be able to get it. I had to fill out a good cause statement, a good cause statement which would show, which would give reason for why I, unlike the rest of the citizenry of California, why I should be permitted to carry a firearm <laughs> because laws infringing on the right to keep and bear arms are the staple there in California and so many other states. And so at least in the major metropolitan areas. And meanwhile, the sheriff there in Ventura County was supposedly good guy, supposedly middle of the road, not some leftist or something. <laughs> so I filled out the good, cause statement, and it was, I wanted to find a location to hold services, hold services nightly. There were gangs in there. The gangs there in the area that I was in were Hispanic, but of course, you have black gangs, Asian gangs, white gangs, but the gangs there were Hispanic. But I wanted to be able to protect people coming to the services, not only to protect them in the services, but outside in the parking areas and to see everybody got got in safely, and got home safely. Well, dear old sheriff, uh, he shot that down. He denied it on the basis of the good cause. And then when the good cause thing was thrown out by, at least temporarily, uh, by a circuit court, then he went ahead and he marked it off that I was of bad character. Bad character because why? Because I wanted a concealed carry permit. Because I was a Christian. Because I was a minister. Because I wanted to hold services. Because I wanted to protect people. And the list goes on. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After All is Said and Done, and we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you.